This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This show is our initial reaction to the 3-0 fall loss against Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium. Listen, let's be honest. If anyone that has watched this, it could have been a lot worse, but the scoreline is 3-0. We're going to share our initial reactions, but before I share mine, I want to bring on my co-host to the show. Max, how are you doing? Well, I couldn't be a lot better, Russ. Um, this is what the Premier League is all about, you know. You don't get promoted to win every match. You don't get promoted no. to take the league by storm. You get promoted uh, for days like this when you play the best team in the league and you get beat. And that's what happens. Um, what I will say initially is that for people ripping our style, for we'll talk on this later, for commentators yep. saying some really outlandish things about Fulham, we yes. play the way we play. And if we park the bus today, I think you're in agreement with me. I think other fans will be too. We would have lost by more and we would have really sold ourselves out. Because no matter what way you're going you're gonna, to um, spin it, we're, you're not going to win away at the end. Yeah, you're not going to sure. tie. We're going to lose. And it's better to lose, in my opinion, at least trying to have a go, than to park the bus and get beat 6-1 like Huddersfield did. And let's right. be fair, that's not what happened to us. We could have been, but it's not, you know? So right. <laughs> you can't fault us for trying to play passing attacking football because that's how Fulham play, and we can't defend. And if we sat back and defended, it would have been worse. That's a very good initial take, and it's very similar to mine, Max, and I'll share mine, and it goes along those uh, wavelengths. I was asked uh, several times, what would be Fulham's approach in this match? And I said, I don't see them parking the bus. That's not in their DNA. That's not in Slavisa's DNA, and that he would come to attack and go for the three points. Well, he did that. So in my opinion, I would rather have a manager go for it against a champion like this, and this is an incredible team, one of the best in the world. They could end up being the best in Europe in the Champions League. They could win the Champions League this year. That's how good this team is. But I do not fault the approach by Savisa Jokanovic and Fulham Football Club. I do not fault the approach of playing 
four through three. Not at all, because I kept hearing the commentary, why are they doing this? And again, this is a great team. They took advantage of the space, and they are fantastic. And we deserved what we got because we were hit hard because this team is one of the best. But I'm sorry. I don't want my team to play tentative. I want them to be aggressive. I want them to go for it. I was prepared for this. I, I was actually prepared for a bigger loss. I predicted three to one, but in my mind, I thought it could be four to one, five to one. Let's be honest, Max. It could have been five, six, seven, but it was only three. And yeah. my initial reaction to this is that I cannot blame Slavisa Jokanovic for his approach because this is who Fulham are. It's going to pay off dividends throughout the course of the season. You can take things out of a drubbing, what's called a drubbing, because it could have been a lot worse. It's only three, but like I said, it could have been seven. Who knows? But this could end up being an expensive way to learn a lesson. Expensive because, you know, again, you're playing against this team and you give up three goals, and no one wants to give up that. No one wants to look like that. But I think it's also something that you can learn from. And um, he's not going to change who he is, and uh, he's not going to change the way Fulham play, Max. Can you make adjustments? Can you tweak it here and there? Is there a middle ground? And the, the announcers were talking about that. Maybe there is a middle ground, but right now it's either park the bus or go for it. And, Max, I don't have any problem with going for it. Were they embarrassed at times with the way that Man City were playing? I don't know if you would call that them being embarrassed, I think you just have to call them playing a team at the top of their game, playing at such a high level. Did they make it look easy? Absolutely. But Man City has a lot more to do with that than Fulham Football Club. This is more to do with Man City, Max, because they're that good. And if I start looking at how Fulham, what they didn't do, I'm going to start taking away from Man City. And I will not do that. I don't do that with any of my teams. They deserve it. They were incredible today, and I want to give them full credit. Yeah, I mean, and, and they deserve it. They're, they're they going to win the league this year as they won last year, and I don't think anyone really, is really going to have much of a say about that. I think they're the best team in the league. And when you go away to the and best they're going to do this league, to many yeah, teams. Many it's teams. not just full. Yeah, and, and the way I look at it, uh, the first they, two other teams have gone away to the Eddie Had in the Premier League this season, Huddersfield and Newcastle. Yep. Huddersfield tried to park the bus, tried to play 4-4-2, got beat 6-1. Newcastle, a team – with Rafa Benitez, who's very well suited to defending. They showed that against Chelsea early on in the season. They showed against City. They only lost 2-1, and they gave City a really good run for their money. If, if a team can play like that, by all means, do it. But Fulham cannot play like Newcastle. I don't so think they can. Advantage. Exactly. They, he can't set up like Benitez does. That's just not in his DNA. That's not who he I is. I don't think, you know, and again, it's part of the type of player that he's brought in, the mentality. If you're asking them to play differently like that, I just don't know – if it's going to come off because they have been training in a certain manner. Now you're going to ask them to just defend like parking the bus. I just don't see it, Max. I just don't see it working. I think that this would have been worse. We'll never know, but I think this would have been similar to Huddersfield town for Fulham. At least they tried to give it a go. Were they exposed every single time they lost the ball, every mistake they made? Yes. Good teams do that. And that's something that they can learn from, that they have to be more careful. And let's go right, Max, to, again, it just starts off from the beginning. Here's the first mistake. This was the first indicator that Fulham could be in trouble, and that was the goal in the second minute. Again, this was too easy 
Fursane set up by Fernandinho. This was a bad pass from Sarri. If you want to call that a, a naive pass, yeah, because you're playing against Man City. But I still, again, the approach is to go forward. It was just a mistake. I'm going to give Sarri, you know, you know, again, we can criticize the pass, but it's also the philosophy that we have. So your thoughts here, because this was the indicator of exactly what was going to happen later on in the second minute. It's the approach. It's how quickly Man City just pounce on you to get the goal. Yeah, and it all started from we won a corner, you know. We did. And that, and then suddenly we're like, wow, we might actually go for this. <clears throat> and then it, we've had problems with this a lot in the past. Our set pieces are far from our uh, our strength, and we get exposed from them. But, yeah, the pass from Sarri was, was disappointing, and it was just loose. And he was one today that kind of summed up the majority of Fulham, not all Fulham players, but he did not show up for me. A lot of players just did not have the – I think one of the announcers that, that I agreed with, I didn't agree with much of what they said, yep. but I agreed with that Fulham, we lacked fight today. And when you have players like Johansson McDonald, they're not the most skilled, but one thing you – think they'd give the team is some fight some grit they go in for the challenge Johansson particularly you, we know he can go and rough players up and I guess Man City are just too good they're too quick for players like that we couldn't even ruffle their feathers at all so I think that's what led to a lot of City's dangerous play is that we couldn't even get near them and when we gave the ball away they already passed us um, and that was just frustrating for me I think there are two players I'd say quickly I think did play well and who did cover those, themselves in glory and I think that was Cessino and Benelli Absolutely. Sessegnon, today, I almost said, I, I viewed this almost as a Trent Alexander-Arnold moment, where he, the Liverpool young fullback, proved himself in the Champions League quarterfinals against City and kind of blossomed as a player who can show up on the big occasion. And I think there are a lot of question marks over Sessegnon in terms of his defensive abilities. And today, I thought he was excellent. Uh, he totally utilized Sterling for the majority of the match. Going forward, I thought he was bright. And he showed such good maturity, just intelligence and strength. Uh, as, as a left-back against the best attacking team in the league, he's the only defender I think who played any, anywhere well today. And Ben Nelly, I think, saved it from being six or seven. He made some really excellent saves and kept us, you know, it being respectable at times right. in the first half. Listen, if it wasn't for Ben Nelly, it would have been 5-0 at the half. Uh, he yeah. made some yes. incredible saves. This is at the half. So full credit to Marcus Ben Nelly. And, uh, again, I've, I've seen so much talk about Ben Nelly. Listen, you know, I know that they brought in two goalkeepers, and I'm thinking, okay, they're trying to upgrade there. But if Marcus Bettinelli continues to to uh, prove himself like he did today, then uh, it's going to be hard to take the position away from him. Huge credit to Marcus Bettinelli. Again, great job by him and great job by Sessian. Those were the two players that shined. And those were the shining lights out of a very bad performance. But again, I go back to why was it a bad performance, Max? Was it something that Fulham did? Or was it a lot to do with Manchester City? I'll go with it was a lot to do with Manchester City because, again, they were that dominant and they just swarm and they'll take advantage of any single mistake you make. And that kept happening over and over and over again. And that's why there can be something that can come out of this is that you just cannot play like that against Man City. Now, let's now talk a little bit about something else, Max. You and I talked about this off air. I have to bring this up because I'm watching this, you're watching this, and people are watching this around the world. The people at the Etihad obviously are not hearing what we're hearing. The commentary by one of the announcers was horrible. It was, you know, and again, I understand giving Manchester City all the respect that they deserve and all the plaudits that they deserve. 
I agree with both of the announcers on there. This is the one thing that was said that really upset me, Max. And again, I don't know the gentleman's name. I cannot remember the gentleman's name. But one gentleman on the broadcast said Fulham were being disrespectful to Man City by their approach. He was uh, paraphrasing, but he was talking about how Fulham came out, that they decided to come there and attack, that we were that Fulham were being naive and disrespectful. I'm just going to say this right now. That's a bunch of horse crap, okay? I would rather have my team come out and play to win than to park the flipping bus. And if they did park the bus, if they did do that, you and I talked about this, they would be criticized for not having enough ambition. So Fulham cannot win in this situation in some people's eyes. They win in my eyes because I like the approach even though they took this drubbing, okay? Again, it could have been a hell of a lot worse, but I'm not going to fault Slavisa for coming out and setting his team up to win the game. I'm not going to do I can't do that. But I am going to be very angry at this announcer for calling Fulham disrespectful. They weren't given the respect because they didn't park the bus. I'm sorry, but that is, again, crap. That's crap, Max. Your thoughts about what you listened to. You heard the same thing I heard. Yeah, they were a disgrace uh, the entire match. I'm going to have to say that. One thing I, I really did not miss about the Premier League was being subject to this kind of patronizing um, and, and honestly just, just disgraceful commentary. A lot of the football world idolizes the big teams and treats teams like Fulham like they're little children. And at one point, they literally said, oh, it's, it's boys versus men. And then yep. one of that guy must interject and said, well, that's actually being too kind. I don't think it is boys against men. Um, because Fulham are that bad. And if you're going to say Fulham are bad, say it. But one thing that showed just a complete ignorance of the way Fulham play was that we went out there and attacked. And if yes. any announcer had watched any Fulham matches over they would know season, this. And they, they would, exactly. They'd know that we're not a team that can set out to defend. That's not how we play. If we set out to defend, we would be found out even more than how we played now. And they would know that Luisa fault him, sure. But one thing you cannot criticize Luisa for is changing his philosophy because he's, he's very adamant that his philosophy is correct. And he's going to stick by that even in circumstances like City away, which is when a lot of people who don't know Fulham would say, why are you attacking? That's how we play. That's really the only way we can play sometimes. Yeah. And that might be criticism, sure. But you cannot say it's disrespectful because that's how Fulham play. And it just shows an ignorance of Fulham. It shows an ignorance of most teams outside the top six in the Premier League. In a league that's increasingly being dominated by the big teams, when you have talks of European Super League, you know, every couple of years popping up, it's this kind of behavior. It's disrespectful to Fulham when announcers go out there and patronize us and say, you know, we're being disrespectful to City by playing our own brand of football. You know, who are they to say that? And I had to turn off the commentary at one point because oh, it, it was, was horrible. It was, just, it was horrible to listen. It was horrible because, again, not only are we watching Fulham get dominated, Incredibly so. And that was painful enough because uh, you're watching, again, a wonderful team in Manchester City just take apart your team. And it's not fun to watch this. It really isn't. You Again, I'm watching this. Another initial reaction is I just want the match to end. Honestly, just want it to end. But to just add insult to injury was the commentary that you and I were listening to and people around the world were listening to that could hear it. And watch it. I shouldn't say here, watch it, because this was a broadcast on television. And it was just horrific. So I had to mention this because that's part of my initial reaction. Because I'm watching this and I'm 
trying to be calm watching this and getting ready for our initial reaction show to talk about how good Man City are and Fulham's approach, and I have to hear this garbage. And it was complete, utter garbage, Max. The other thing that I, I want to mention, because you and I and uh, Giannis will be doing the post-match, or just real quick, initial reaction on the uh, starting eleven. I want to get your thoughts on that, and then we're going to wrap this up. It was it was an odd one. Um, I'll be the first to say it. I don't think it was the best starting eleven Slovenia could have picked. I thought some decisions, especially in defense, were a bit suspect. I don't know why Fosu Mensa uh, didn't start. I don't know um, why. And then in the midfield, I don't know why Ngiso wasn't in there. Um, and I, apart from that, I think it, it was a decent starting eleven. But those are two big ones. I think when Ngiso came on, you could see he admittedly it was towards the end, but he did change the match and he did have the qualities that I think we needed to break up play. I might have him in there over Johansson, honestly. Um, and yeah, I think the defense was suspect. I think Foster Mensa should have played instead of Christie and should, I think maybe Chambers instead of Adoy. I, I like Adoy. I thought honestly, Adoy wasn't the worst player on the pitch. I thought Adoy actually yeah. uh, situated himself pretty well, but I think Chambers, somebody with a bit more Premier League experience against the big teams might've been better. Uh, but let's be honest, Russ, no matter what starting 11 he picks, we would have lost this game. And yes, lost absolutely. So I can't, I can't fault him too much for this. And that's the way I look at it, Max. And listen, when we do the post-match show, we will go through all of the uh, situations, the goals, and certainly how the players played. And, and uh, I certainly will be doing that on the player rating shows coming up, which would be interesting on Monday. I look forward to doing that because then we'll really analyze the play of the players. Because, you know, again, here we are. We're just sharing our initial reaction. And you and I both have said that two have stood out. And, of course, there are a lot of players that we can really look at that, that were not at their best that actually were poor. But I will also put a lot of that on uh, how Manchester City played. One thing that always frustrates me is when my team doesn't get enough credit when they win a match. And I make sure when a team just dominates my team, I, I let people know that. So that's why I am really want to make sure I make this perfectly clear. Manchester City deserved to win this by a lot more than 3-0. And thankfully, it was only that. But that had a, much more to do with them than it did with Fulham. And I'm not faulting Fulham's approach. I'll give you the final word, my friend. Then we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, final word is when you play the best team in the league, maybe you could argue one of the best teams in Europe away from home, you're not going to win and you're not going to draw. And that's what happened today. We got beat and we got beat soundly. But going on in the season ahead, these are not the matches that are going to determine our fate. No one expected anything from this match. And in the end, we were right. It didn't, and nothing happened. We learned some things about the team, but the things we're going to learn the most about is when you play home games against teams that are similar to us in quality uh, towards the bottom of the middle of the table. That's right. Today was just a bonus. It, it didn't turn out as a bonus. It was embarrassing. It was a, it was a drubbing, as he said. Yep. But we move on, and we go on to next week against Watford because those are the type of matches that I can determine our season, not right. Manchester City away. Totally agree with that, Max. This could end up being the worst loss that we have all season. Again, we we have other places to go. We're going to go to Liverpool. It could be similar to this, Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea. I don't know if it's going to be as bad as this because I think this team is the best. So if you're playing the best and you get basically beaten like this, there are things you can learn from this and hopefully that they can take some things out of it. And again, I'm not looking at this strictly Man City were the best and Fulham didn't play that bad. No, they played bad. They played very bad. There's no question about that. And I'll go into more detail on that on the next two shows. 
this is just initial reaction. And I'm just want to make it clear on this episode that for me, I'm just not against the approach of Slavisa. And we'll, we'll go into more detail on the next two shows, but let's wrap this up for my co-host, Max Cohen. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.